0: Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. Jesus told us that our eyes are the lamp of our body. It is with our eyes that light enters into us. Do you have a lifestyle of increasingly bringing light into your spirit and soul through the Word of God and the Son of God, Jesus Christ our Lord? Let's open our Bible now to Matthew chapter 6 and look at these incredible scriptures spoken by Jesus in the Word of God. Good afternoon and welcome to another teaching. Today is Friday, April 9th. It's a little after one in the afternoon here in Texas. Hopefully everyone's doing well. Hopefully everyone had a terrific Easter and uh, just everyone's rolling and loving Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Last time, if you remember, we talked about uh, the wonderful verses about storing up treasure in heaven. As opposed to having our hearts on on earthly treasures and you know earthly enjoyments and uh storing up you know more things for our here and now we talked about where jesus was saying to to store up treasures in heaven and we talked about using your money your time and your gifts and talents to 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 have a to have a better heavenly uh existence as opposed to you know all the time and effort we put into having a uh a better here and now in this life and having, you know, nicer homes and nicer cars and bigger bank accounts and nicer vacations and just just the the overwhelming focus as Christians that we put on uh, on this life when as disciples of Jesus our our focus needs to increasingly be on the kingdom of God and on the word of God, the Bible, on the gospel of God and on growing in relationship and intimacy with our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and in helping others do the same thank you lord jesus so last time we did uh, verses 19 20 and 21 uh, today we're going to do uh 22 23 and 24 and they're 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 extremely interesting verses very hard to understand um, but um, when you follow it through and and you study it and the study I did on this it uh, you know the the theme of it comes through very clearly so you know, um, you know, as we go through this, Jesus is going to talk about that the eye is the lamp of the body, and we're going to talk about the kind of things that we take in, you know, into our eyes, um, and we're going to talk about how, you know, the eye of our soul, so to speak, the eye of our spirit, and, you know, um, depending on on what we focus on, depending on the heart that we have to to do what Jesus said as far as storing up treasures in heaven, um being loving being thoughtful being generous being other centered the more you know the more light we have in us because we are more focused on jesus and on his kingdom and storing up treasure you know the more effective we'll be in everything um and so um and you know he's going to go on to talk about how we cannot serve two masters he's going to talk about you know it's it's an analogy to 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 a, a slave master relationship back in the back in Jesus's day and we're going to really unpack that so they're very interesting verses um, we'll go ahead and pray we'll invite the lord into it and uh, we'll get right uh, get right rolling get right rolling thank you lord jesus Well, Father, we do thank you for your mercy and your favor and your goodness on our lives. We thank you for the living word of God. Father, we thank you for the word of God. And above all, we thank you for the Son of God, our Lord and Savior and Master and King, Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, we ask you to lead us and guide us now as we open the scriptures. We thank you for your word. We ask you to give us eyes that see and ears that hear. Father, we love you, we bless you, and we thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, Matthew 6, verses 22, 23, and 24. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If, then, the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Wow, thank you, Lord Jesus. So very, as you can see, very serious, very heavy verses. And again, remember, now Jesus says this immediately after he says, do not store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust destroy. Store up for your, I'm sorry. He says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where that does not happen. And then he says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so Jesus clearly teaches that your heart will follow your treasure. And that's a, that's an extremely important point. If you're consistently storing up things for a better here and now, right, Matthew, a better bank account, uh, a nicer home, a nicer car, and that's your entire focus and you're consistently looking to, to add almost every aspect of your life to better having a better here and now, nicer vacations, um, then that's where your heart is going to be. But if you'll consistently, little by little, Scott, more by more, start to to really store up treasure in heaven, and you do that by, by advancing the cause of the kingdom of God and the word of God and the son of God, you do that by being a blessing in the name of Jesus wherever you go with your money, your time, and your gifts and talents. And the more you do that, the more you'll store up treasure in heaven. And the more your heart will follow with that, the more you'll desire that. The more you'll desire Jesus. The more you'll desire the 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 kingdom of God and the Bible, the Word of God, and 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 Jesus. The more you'll desire relationship with Jesus, the Son of God. Um, and and this happens, you know, little by little, moment by moment, day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year. Uh, it's not an overnight thing. It's something we have to be transformed into. The Bible says and and all of us are in a in a different uh, a different place in this process of transformation Um, When we get saved and when I say saved I mean when we come to the realization that we are sinful people and every human being knows you know, by their conscience, deep down, that they are sinful. They know that they've done wrong. We all know that we've done wrong, and that we are sinful people. Now, whether there are some people who don't know it, but whether we know it or not, God has given His word in the Bible that all humanity is sinful. Uh, Romans three twenty three says that all have sinned and fall short of God's glory, of God's standard. Every human being. God has given His word. The Bible is the word of God. He's given you his word and me his word that we are absolutely sinful, regardless of what we think. Now, as I said, he's given us a conscience and an understanding that all of us know that we've done wrong and we still do. You know, the the essence of sin is selfishness. And as I've said many times, we all want our own way. I certainly do. And uh, I find I, I consistently am trying to repent as Christ would have me to Um, in just different areas of of wanting my own way and being selfish. Um, But, you know, once we come to that realization that we're sinful and there's nothing we can do about it, all of our good that we perceive we do, all the good things we do will not take away our sin. Good doesn't take away bad. Hopefully that makes sense. You know, if, if you're driving your car and you run through a red light, when a policeman pulls you over um you can't say esther you know but officer i didn't run the last 200 red lights why are you giving me a hard time it doesn't matter all the good you did or all your obedience in not running those 200 doesn't take away this violation and you have to pay the penalty for running this red light i've said before in the state of texas if if someone murders somebody All the good that they ever did wouldn't matter, right? You can't go before the judge and say, judge, look at all this good we did. Look at all this good I did. All the good you did wouldn't matter. In Texas, you'd either spend life in prison or be executed, regardless of how much good you did, because good doesn't take away bad. And those illustrations are given for the sake of of our understanding that all the good we do won't take away our sin either. We need a savior We need to be saved from our sin. So once we understand that, then we call on Jesus and ask him to come into our heart. We believe that Jesus lived a perfect life for us, died a perfect death for for us, that Jesus is alive and risen, right, Kristen? And we call on him. Romans 10, 13 says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You call and ask Jesus to come into your heart and say, Lord Jesus, I do confess I'm a a sinful man or a sinful woman. And and I believe that you lived a perfect life for me, Jesus, and died a perfect death for me. Jesus, I ask you to have mercy on me now and to come into my heart and to be the Lord of my life and save me from my sin, Jesus. And I, I place all my faith and hope and trust and confidence in you alone, Jesus, to save me and to be my everlasting Lord and God. When you do that, you now come into relationship with God the Father as your heavenly Father and all your sins are forgiven. But once that happens, once you've made that step, now we move into the process of sanctification, which is the lifelong process of being transformed into being more like Jesus. And so in these verses, we're talking about more and more storing up treasure in heaven, as we did in the last podcast, more and more thinking about the word of God, the son of God, the kingdom of God, and being a blessing with your money, your time, your talents, and your gifts the things you're good at, uh, in the advancement of the cause of Christ and his kingdom. And the more you do that, the more you'll desire to do it. And that's exciting, right? I mean, all of us want to desire Jesus more. Well, do the things that Jesus would have you do. The more we obey Jesus, the more we'll desire him, if that makes sense. It's it's an amazing, um, it's just an amazing principle that the more we do what the Bible tells us to do, the more we store up treasures in heaven, the more we, we work to be like Jesus, uh, the more we'll desire him. All the while knowing none of this has anything to do with our salvation or the forgiveness of our sins or going to heaven, that's based completely and totally on what Jesus has done for us at the cross. But we live our lives in love for Christ, knowing his incredible love for us, Because we love him and we want to know him better and we want to glorify him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So, coming off those verses, 19, 20 and 21, verse 22 says, The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. So, again, keeping in the conversation here of what Jesus is talking about, he really is still talking about, you know, about you having a heart. But now he's going to use this analogy of of the eye, right? For for the heart that you have, for the kingdom of God and the word of God and storing up treasures in heaven and being thoughtful and generous and Christ-centered in all things. He said the eye is the lamp of the body. Literally, all the light that's in your life comes in through our eyes. Is that right? We have light and that light is coming into me right now through my eyes and lights coming into you through your eyes. That's just a fact, right? Um, if regrettably someone who's blind is in perpetual darkness, no light can come in. That's that's remarkable, right? So when Jesus says here these words, they're just think about it. You know, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good. Your whole body will be full of light. What is he saying there? What is he saying, Chloe, that if your eyes are good? What is he saying, Brooke? So of your spiritual body, right? The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. What Your eyes also are what you focus on, right? It's what you put your attention on. Right. Um, And similarly to where you have a heart of storing up treasure in heaven and your heart will follow your treasure. Right. If it's earthly things, your heart will be on earthly things. If it's heavenly things, the things of Jesus, the mortal beyond the things of heaven. And it's the same with our eyes. It's the same with our focus. It's the same of, you know, where we put our attention. Right. It's the same also of what we we bring into ourselves. Right. What comes into us. Right. If you have your heart increasingly set on the things of the world, if you have your mind set on the things of the world, then your eyes are consistently looking at the things of the world. And the more you desire the things of the world, the more you desire earthly things, the more you have your consideration on the here and now, the more that you just remain in darkness, okay? Darkness is a matter of course in the spiritual life. The natural default, because we have a sinful nature, is darkness, right? We, we naturally focus our five senses, obviously where we live in this physical place on this earth. Right. But to, to deliberately focus our lives and our attention on having deeper, more intimate relationship with Jesus on, on really laboring to obey him and love him on really being, having a lifestyle of thankfulness to him. Um, And really repenting to our Heavenly Father when we fall short, Um, being led by the Holy Spirit and acknowledging the areas that we fall short in and and having a lifestyle of repentance. All of that takes intentionality. Just like storing up treasure in heaven, you're going to have to be intentional in your focus to be deliberate in the advancement of the Son of God, the Word of God, and the Kingdom of God, and the Gospel of God. And and doing all that... um, for Christ and for his people, the more you do that, the more you'll store up treasure in heaven. But it, it takes intentionality. You have to be uh, deliberate in it, Kimberly, right? Um, and so bringing light into your into your body, bringing light into your soul and into your spirit will also be the process. That the more that you have a heart for the kingdom of God, the more that your, your, your eyes are focused on the word of God and the son of God, Jesus Christ, the more time you spend in your Bible and in prayer and in fellowship with other believers, again, not in a religious way, but in a relationship way, the bigger this whole thing comes to you, the more light you're going to have. Does that make sense? It's kind of exciting. So the eye is the lamp of the body. And that's true in a physical sense, right? All light comes in through your eyes. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. Where are your spiritual eyes today? Where is your focus today in your walk with Jesus Christ? Where is your heart? Where is your treasure? Because remember, he's saying all these verses 19 to 24. They all flow together. They're part of one conversation, right? So where are your eyes today? Where are my eyes? And like I said, it's all a process. It's not a black or white thing. Um, Meaning we're in this process of of sanctification, of becoming more like Jesus. Now your salvation is black or white. The forgiveness of your sins to having a relationship with God the Father as your heavenly Father. With you becoming part of the body of Christ and the bride of Christ. um, That is not a process. That is a one-time event of you genuinely coming to Jesus Christ, knowing your need of him as a sinful person and and, and running to him and asking him to be the Lord of your life and have mercy on you as a sinful man or woman. That's not a process, that's a one-time event that happens when you truly and genuinely put your full faith and trust in Jesus Christ. When you do that, Jesus comes and lives in your heart by his spirit, the Holy Spirit. And that's a one-time event and that comes entirely based on what Christ has done and you trusting him. But the rest of it, the rest of your life you spend in this process, and you want that to be a process where you are increasingly may having your eyes be more and more good, right? And you do that by focusing your eyes on good things, right? Um, you focus your eyes on the kingdom of God and the word of God and the son of God. Uh, Matthew six thirty three. Right. It's a famous verse. Um, It's the last verse of this uh, of this text. It says um, in verse 33, he says it's the second to last verse, but seek first his kingdom, the kingdom of Jesus and his righteousness, right relationship with Jesus and right living for Jesus. And all these things will be given you as well. And he's talking there about material things. He's talking about all the material things that we chase after. All that will handle itself if we'll just put our eyes on the kingdom of God, the Son of God, and the Word of God, laboring to live out the Word of God and obey it in love and repent when we fall short. If we'll do that, you will be full of more and more and more light. Isn't that exciting, y'all? Does that make sense, Patricia? I mean, that's exciting. We wanna have more light in us. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, where are your eyes today? If you were to do an examination today of, let's say you sleep eight hours a day, so you're awake for 16 hours, how much of those 16 hours do you spend focusing on the things of the world, um, focusing on having a better here and now, focusing on having, you know, enjoying your life and what you like to do now, and how much time of those 16 hours do you spend on growing in relationship with Jesus, advancing the kingdom of Jesus, thinking about Jesus, talking about Jesus, um, encouraging other people in Jesus, being generous to being a blessing to other people with your, with your money, um, being a generous man or woman, again, in Christ, because Christ is compelling you to use the resources and gifts and talents and money and, and time he's giving you increasingly for the advancement of his kingdom, what would you say the balance is? And for those of us who, who are realistic, we would surely see that almost all of our lives, almost all of our waking hours are given to self-serving interests, the things that we like, to doing our hobbies, to just to doing everything is, a, is, is often about us. And we want to start to move that stick a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. We want to start using a a little bit more of our time each day and our gifts and talents and our money um, in the advancement. Again, I'll say this over and over of the kingdom of God and the son of God. And as you do that, it says you can have your whole body full of light and your desires will be for the things of the light more and more and more and more. And the darkness will will dissipate in us less and less and less and less. Make sense? The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. So again, how good are your eyes today? How much time do you spend in your waking hours using your eyes to take in things that are good Turning away from things that are not good, turning away from anger and frustration and bitterness and unforgiveness um, and, and just literally turning away from the darkness. And it's not easy. It really isn't easy. These are not simple con- uh, concepts here. These are magnificently large concepts, right, um, And The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good. Your whole body will be full of light. Verse 23. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. Again, Jesus is laying these principles down and he's saying it's, it is what it is, right? Either you have good eyes or you have bad eyes, right? Um, the more bad your eyes are, the more darkness that you're going to have in you, right? Um, and then he goes on to, ha- to to finish the statement in verse 23 with this just profound statement, and it's it's heavy. He says, "If then the light within you is darkness, uh, how great is that darkness?" the more that we focus on darkness 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 and again darkness y'all is the default the things of this world the desires of this world the desires for, to have our own way are darkness the desires to to just increasingly spend our time on our own hobbies and our own fun and again, our own entertainment. I mean, again, we can blow up what we can blow up—three, four, five hours a day watching, you know, uh, watching Netflix or Amazon or you know all the different shows, right? I mean, we can just spend immense amount of time just bringing more and more darkness into us. Now, listen, I do want to make this clear. There's nothing wrong with watching a movie. There's nothing wrong with watching a football game. The Masters is going on. There's nothing wrong with watching some golf, right? But I'll say again, if we have a lifestyle that this is just all we do, for the most part, all of our time is spent just entertaining ourselves with the things of the world and buying the things of the world, then there is no question that there's more darkness in you or me than there is light. However, if you're someone that's consistently and, you know, making a concerted effort to increasingly give yourself more to the Son of God and the Word of God, then you're going you're gonna to be filling yourself with more light. And your desires and my desires, y'all, will be for the light, Tom. Isn't that what we want? Don't you want to have a desire for Jesus more and to watch baseball less or to watch a Netflix show less? I mean, it, again, if you were to ask yourself, first of all, you want to be candid with yourself. Um, you know, myself, and uh, I'm always so proud of my daughter, Lauren, is she's able to, to recognize her own desires and call them what they are. And she does that well. My daughter, Kristen, does it well, too. Um, um, and as a matter of fact, my soon-to-be son-in-law, Nathan, is doing a good job at it. But, you know, we, we want to call the truth the truth. Whatever it is, right? It's better just for simply for me to say, (laughs) yes, I very much do enjoy, regrettably, sadly, I get a lot more enjoyment out of of watching my Netflix uh, series, Game of Thrones. I don't know what it is, right? But I get a lot more enjoyment out of watching my Amazon Prime than I do reading my Bible, than I do hanging out with Jesus, than I do worshiping and praising praising Jesus at church. It, it, it's okay to say that, okay? Because it's the truth for pretty much all of us, right? Until you get qu- quite far along in the Christian life, for the most part, you enjoy the things of the world, the things that are darkness, the things that have no heavenly good. And as I've said, it's not that they're sin, okay? Now, when we when we do them, completely and totally at the expense of everything else it does move into sin right uh, when we just you know just blow our whole day watching 10 12 hours of television playing games whatever right um you know it it you you, you know you've heard it said before that you know you, you know really whatever you do or, or or the things that you do is what you are right uh the proverb says as a man thinketh, so he is, right? Whatever we put into our minds, whatever we put into our eyes, this we 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 gravitate to more and more and more and more. Um, and so, again, there's nothing wrong with enjoying a movie. There's nothing wrong with playing a game. Um, there's nothing wrong with, with watching a series or a show. But you want to truly, as I told you about, uh, about my children, um, you want to be able to identify the reality of it, right? And, and again, uh, you know, my daughters and I will laugh. It'll be funny almost, right? <laughs> yeah, right. No, I, unfortunately, dad, I do enjoy <clears throat> these things more <clears throat> than I enjoy Jesus, but they regret it at least. They grieve over it. They don't want it to be that way, right? They, they very much want to, and they are in this process, and hopefully we are all in this process, where we are starting to, little by little, moment by moment, turn the TV off and, and go spend some time in my Bible, right? You know, when I'm driving in my car, listening to sports radio or music or rock and roll or whatever it is I'm doing, I can turn the radio off and spend a little time with Jesus, spend some time in prayer and... Thanksgiving and praise and worship him, right? Um, and, and of course, all of us should recognize in us just, uh, again, the truth. You know, my, my brother Tom is a senior elder at uh, the senior elder at Kingdom Discipleship. And, uh, you know, he, again, he obviously is very good at this, but he very much desires to desire jesus more and more and more and more but he's able to recognize very clearly the areas of his life where this is not the case where he doesn't desire the things of the light really at all as much as he ought to but he is convicted about that and he is laboring to you know to do the things that will bring more light into him and to put his eyes and his mind and his heart on the things of the light so the first step Is for you to identify today, you know, where are you in this? Where are your eyes today? And like I said, we're all in a different place in this. Uh, If you haven't received Jesus as your Savior, then go back to where in the beginning and ask Jesus to come into your heart. Trust Him as your Savior for the forgiveness of your sins and call on Him. Romans 10 13 promises everyone who genuinely and sincerely calls on Jesus Christ knowing their need of them as a sinful person to be saved, will be saved. Your sins will be forgiven and you will go to heaven when you die and come into relationship with the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, and so, you know, you know, do that self-examination, right? And look inside yourself, Peyton. Practice that introspection. See where you are with regard to where your eyes are, Okay. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. Again, someone who is physically, truly, completely blind, they're they're in complete physical darkness. Doesn't mean they have to be in spiritual darkness. And most of us are kind of in this regrettable gray phase. As Christians, as disciples of Jesus even, most of us are kind of in this gray. Right, Jesse? We're not in this just completely place of just tremendous, complete place of just Perfect light. But I'll say again the more you move toward the light, the more you fill yourself with the light, the more you have stored up treasures in heaven, the more your heart will desire the things of heaven, the more your heart will desire the things of Jesus, the more you will naturally gravitate to Jesus, the more you'll want to put your eyes on Jesus, and the more light that you will have the light of Christ will begin to fill you and fill me more and more and more and more and more and more and more. Isn't that exciting? Wow, Lord Jesus, we just, we need help, Lord. I know I do. Lord, I just want to, I don't want there to be any darkness left in me, Lord. And I know there is, Lord. I know that there's just areas of my life, Lord, that I need, I need more light. And so, Lord, I ask you to help me, to help us one and all, just to have, uh, to, 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 to have a lifestyle of intentionally focusing our eyes on the light in thinking about the light in seeking the light of the Word of God and of the Son of God and of the gospel of Jesus Christ, Lord. Father, help us that we would be more intentional. Help us, Holy Spirit. Lead us and guide us to be more intentional in just, in just storing up treasures in heaven and using our money and our time and our talents and our gifts in, in, in being a blessing in the name of Jesus to others, being thoughtful to others, being generous to others, being forgiving to others, being encouraging to others. Help us, Lord Jesus, that, that we might have more light in ourselves. Help us to give ourselves to the light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great, how great is that darkness? The darkness can get so bad that you won't recognize the difference between light and darkness. And and, and sadly, you know, we can get to a place, all of us, where we can't tell the difference. If we're not walking intimately with Jesus... And, you know, uh, and, and even if we are, we have to watch ourselves because we can mistake darkness for light. If then the light within you is darkness, you know, sometimes we think we're walking in the light and we're really not. And so it's it's so important, y'all, that you and I, that we truly begin, you know, this process of increasingly living our lives intentionally and bringing more light into our lives and focusing more on the light. And again, it happens moment by moment, little by little, day by day. You're not just gonna change overnight. You're not gonna wake up tomorrow and go from spending two minutes a day with Jesus to two hours. It doesn't work that way. Nothing works that way. Nothing. Nothing works that way. If if you wanna start running today, going outside and running, right? You're not gonna start by not having run for 20 years and go out there and run 15 miles it doesn't work that way for me i could run like a quarter mile and then you get two a half three quarters a mile right scott and and then you collapse but as you do it more and more and more and more if you're going into the gym to exercise and work out your body right jason it, it you just don't overnight go from being weak to strong it's a process right And it's the same with our spiritual life. It's the same with our spiritual muscles. It's the same with our soul. But it happens moment by moment, day by day, week by week, increasingly giving our time to Jesus, increasingly looking to love him and obey him, increasingly looking to love others um, and and thoughtfully love them and bless them and certainly forgive anyone who's wronged us, truly forgive them. Um, And and the more you do this a little bit by little bit, the more light will come into you. The more you'll be a conduit and I'll be a conduit of light. And I'm convicted. I, I want to do this more and I make mistakes all the time. I, I do. You know, I, you know, again, I, I made mistakes this week. More than I care to admit. Um, and, and, and we want to we want to be quick to Repent. One of the greatest tools, I've said this over and over in our toolbox as Christians, is that we get to repent where we've been selfish and where we've been wrong. And that's something we want to do increasingly. Um, And again, but sometimes we don't have eyes to see where we need to repent. You heard me when I opened the prayer for this podcast Lord, give us, Holy Spirit, I ask, give us eyes that see and ears that hear. Right, Melanie? Um, because, you know, we, we want to be able to see, we want to be able to see the darkness in us and we want to be able to run to the light. Verse 24, no one can serve two masters. No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both. God and money. You can't serve God and money, right, Sarah? Again, I said this earlier, you know, in Jesus's day, you know, uh, slavery was a very active thing. Um, you couldn't be a slave of two different masters. You couldn't be. Meaning, as a slave, you would have to declare who You were owned by who was your master. You couldn't have two different masters. You had to declare that you were the property of one completely and not at all of the other one. Does that make sense? Now, as a Christian, the Bible says we're slaves of Jesus Christ. We were bought by Jesus Christ, right? First Corinthians 6 says we were bought by Jesus Christ. He paid for us. He paid our sin debt with his blood by dying in our place, by being punished in our place. Uh, Jesus even conquered hell in our place so we wouldn't have to be there. Um, Jesus bought and paid for us. So he, he owns us. We're his property. We are called slaves of Christ. And sadly, very, very few of us ever get to a point in our life where we live our lives completely as his slaves. Um, we find um, tremendous examples in the in the Bible of this. the Apostle Paul called himself a slave of Christ. Um, but that needs to be our identity <laughs> okay Now your identity needs to be that that God the Father is your heavenly Father in Jesus Christ that he loves you unconditionally, um, that you are part of the bride of Christ, that Jesus is your husband and he loves you unconditionally, that the Holy Spirit is your guide and your comforter and your counselor and of course, He, uh, as God loves you unconditionally, Um, and and you're part of the family of God in Jesus Christ. That's our identity. Um, But your identity also needs to grow, and so does mine, that that we are slaves of Jesus Christ. And he says here, you can't serve two masters. You can't serve Jesus and any other master. But here he says, you cannot serve God in money. And again, this whole time, as we said, starting in verse 19, he's talking about storing up treasures in heaven and having your focus not on the here and now, not on nicer houses, cars, vacations, not on more fun, um, not on bigger bank accounts. Um, You cannot serve God and money. You can't do both. No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. That's what you need to do. You need, to, you need to, to hate the darkness. I need to hate darkness. I need to hate my propensity and my desire for the things of the world, the ways of the world, my own way. I need to hate it, and I don't hate it enough. You need to hate it, and you need to love Jesus. You need to love Jesus as your master, your king, your God. Your savior, your husband. you need to love him. I need to love him. There needs to be a like a a, a serious zeal. As Christians, we need to make meaningful adjustments in the cavalier attitude we can often have. Right, man? We really don't have this kind of uh, this this line of demarcation. Right? We don't have this line in the sand that I'm going to love Jesus with all my heart and I'm going to hate everything about me that's not like Jesus. We're a little cavalier in it, and we need to repent, right, Susanna? We need to repent of the aspects of our life. We're just, we're a little cavalier, Stephen. (sighs) Got A little worked up there. Um, No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. Again, We want to despise the darkness in us. We want to despise the worldliness in us. We want to despise our propensity for the things of this world and the desire of this world and the money of this world and all the comforts of this world. He didn't say it's wrong to have all those things, but we want them. We pursue them way more than we ought to. You want to, you want to, Either he'll hate the one and love the other, be devoted to the one and despise the other. You want to despise in you that which is in of Christ and be devoted completely to Jesus Christ and the word of God and the son of God. Right, Benny? You want to be devoted in completely to your father in heaven and loving him and walking with him and getting to know him, getting to know the Holy Spirit and walk in unity with him, Bobby, right? This attitude is, Jesus is wanting us to take a violent attitude toward this, right? And I confess it, mine often is not. Father, I ask you to forgive me. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money is how this ends. You can't do it. You can't do it. You gotta choose who you're gonna serve. And for most of us, Dare I say, really all of us, we need meaningful repentance in this. Now, all of us are in a different place. For many of us as Christians, we serve money wholeheartedly and we hardly serve Jesus at all. And you wanna repent today. There's no condemnation, there's no shame, there's no guilt. You just go before Jesus and tell him the truth of your heart and say, Jesus, I'm sorry, money, money has been a God to me. And I have served money. And Lord, I know I can't serve God in money because Jesus told me I can't serve God in money. And And Lord, I just see the truth of it. And I ask you to forgive me, Jesus. And Holy Spirit, I ask you to help me to more and more and more use my money in service to God, as opposed to using my money in service to me and my desires and my wants. You've heard it said, you know, either you own your money or your money owns you. You've heard it said that you could tell a lot about a man or woman. You could tell an immense about a man or woman by looking at their checkbook. Just seeing where your money goes in mind. Tells a massive story. You cannot serve both God and money. So wherever we are today, and again, some of us. This is a new to us. This is brand new. We've never heard this. And like I said, Jesus loves you. He's not condemning you, but it's good news. You can go before him and say, Lord, that convicts me. I'm convicted by that, right, Robin? I'm convicted that I I do spend too much time focusing on money and my life here and now and on houses and cars and bills and just all the things of this life. I am consumed in them, Lord, and I ask you to forgive me and holy spirit i ask you to help me and lead me and guide me that that i might truly begin to make jesus my master more and more and more and more and money and the things of this world and materialism less and less and less and less and i look in my own life and i certainly can I, I, there are certainly meaningful adjustments i can make to do this better and i and i have worked on this for many years 20 years 20, you know, several, you know, many years, but I'm not done. I got a long way to go. And, um, but the good news is Jesus is with us and he walks with us. And again, if we'll only have the heart to begin today to bring more light into your eyes, the more light you bring in, the more the darkness has to go, right? You've heard it said you can walk into the most pitch black room in the world. When you turn in that light, the darkness has to flee. So drive the the darkness out today. Give yourself a little bit more to Jesus and his word and to knowing him and spending time with him and your heavenly father and the Holy Spirit. Begin to store up more treasure in heaven using your time, talents, your gifts and your money and the advancement of Jesus and his kingdom. Be a blessing to others more and more and more with your time, your talents, your gifts and your money, always being a blessing in the name of Jesus. You want your generosity to be in the name of Jesus and the advancement of the son of God, the gospel of God and the kingdom of God. And the more we do this, the more more we'll be full of light, the less darkness we have in us and the most incredible thing will begin to happen your desire for Jesus will increase. And, and that's it's incredible because we, we basically do what we desire to do, right? I don't smoke because I don't desire to smoke. There's no temptation or anything. I don't want to do it. Isn't it great that if you actually desired Jesus and wanted to be with him and spend more time with him and actually desired less to all the other stuff we do, right? Watch television, hang on. Wouldn't it be great if we actually desired more Jesus? Father, we love you, we bless you, we thank you, and we praise you, Lord. Father, we honor you. We ask you to help us, Father, as uh, as we want our body to be full of light. Father, I repent. I ask you to forgive us, Lord, where we have remained in darkness and chosen darkness over light over and over and over and over. Holy Spirit, I ask you to show us where we've mistaken light for darkness. I ask that we would walk in clarity, that we might repent and walk out into the light in every aspect of our lives, spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, and relationally. Lord Jesus, we love you, we bless you, and we thank you. We thank you for your incredible word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. For more information about our ministry, please visit www.kingdomd.org. If you'd like to email us directly, you can reach us at contact at